0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Well, that though, Kira, uh, more investment needed, but the economy is at full employment. That is the message from the ESRI's new report examining the National Development Plan. Alan Barrett, its director, uh, joins us now. Uh, Alan, what did you find in your analysis of the NDP?
1: Well, we'll we'll talk about the the demand side uh, to begin with. Uh, I don't think it'll become any sort of great surprise uh, to your listeners uh, when I say that the the, the sort of the, the needs for public investment in Ireland uh, are very very significant, and there's a number of reasons for this. Uh, going back uh, a number of years, uh, you'll remember that during the, the Great Recession and in the immediate, immediate aftermath, uh, there was a significant curtailing uh, on public investment. Uh, after the Great Recession, then we had a sort of a pretty remarkable Bounce back in terms of economic activity, uh, and then we've had significant population growth. So if, when you combine the sort of the, the absence of uh, our low levels of public investment for a while with this significant uptick in uh, economic activity and population growth, it means then that we're you know our infrastructure is creaking, and people will be very familiar uh, with the notion that our housing supply isn't strong enough. Um, you know there's bottlenecks in transport, um, health and education under pressure as well, uh, and then. As Added to that, of course, are all our uh, climate-related uh, goals. So there's needs for you know, significant investment if we're going to achieve our greenhouse gas uh, emission reduction targets. So those are all the demands for investment. And uh, the straightforward answer would typically be, well, you know, let's build more houses, let's build more hospitals and let's uh, speed up the transition to to renewable energy. Mm. Uh, But of course, it's not that simple because the economy is essentially operating at full capacity. So there's not an awful lot of capacity to do all the things that we we know we need to do. How do we get around that? Um, There's a number of possibilities, uh, some of which are not particularly popular. Okay. So just to be clear, there is a very significant level of investment uh, by the government in the economy uh, at the moment, depending on, on how you measure it. Uh, we're, we're up to about, I think, four, four percentage GNI star. So th- there is a lot of investment happening. I think the the frustration, those uh, people think we, we maybe should be accelerating uh, this. Uh, I mean, w- one way to do it uh, would be to, in a sense, Reduce demand elsewhere in the economy. Okay. Now, normally what that translates into is if you really believe that some capital expenditure is absolutely vital, uh, but you realize that you don't want to uh, stimulate the economy excessively, maybe you want to cut back on current expenditure or maybe you want to increase taxation. And uh, now, again, I can imagine you're I'm saying, <laughs> like, no, neither of those options sound terribly uh, pleasant. Uh, so one of the things we're really talking about uh, in the report today is the idea of of looking at projects again and, in a sense, trying to uh, rearrange the rankings whereby you now prioritize the projects that are, are least uh, demanding in terms of resources uh, and also that sort of give you the greatest uh, reduction in greenhouse gas emissions uh, for a given level of investment. But there is one really important thing that that I want to add. Uh, There's something quite specific about housing, uh, and it's the following. Uh, Based on our sort of analysis and and modelling of these things, uh, if if the government was to sort of put in substantial additional amounts uh, into housing construction... you know, you, you could have the, the difficulty arising of it generating inflation in the construction industry. Okay, so you have, to have a higher wages for construction workers, higher prices for materials. And in a sense, that first round effect is a bad thing. But um, kind of counterintuitively, if you build more houses, you reduce the overall house of price, uh, price uh, house prices. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you could get a, a first round inflationary effect, but the second round effect could actually be positive for inflation. So, in the area of housing, we we do see a sort of a slightly different uh, trajectory, uh, which, which does sort of suggest uh, that that maybe that is an area uh, for increased investment.
0: Right I I have to say my head is hurting and I'm not the one who has to um make the policy decisions um, emanating out of this like is there an argument for saying we should uh, and you mentioned prioritizing I mean should we be prioritizing housing at the say at the expense of uh, other types of infrastructure including office development I mean should we just say you could is it possible to say you can only build housing in the next 2
1: years you know, you certainly could do that. Now, th- this is where, I mean, you said your head is hurting. And I mean, this is where I sort of say, I, I'm, I'm glad I do my job rather than the job of a politician. I mean, a, a research institute cannot really say what the uh, sort of public priority should be. You know, that's really for governments. That's for politicians and elected representatives yeah, fair, to fair. say the priority is, is X, Y, or Z. Now, if if they decide, well, actually, housing is absolutely the number one priority, uh, then I think you can make a case uh, for saying that uh, within construction activity, you know, maybe it is time uh, that we stop building office blocks and hotels and that we just sort of made sure all the resources went in, in one direction. Interestingly, you know, given the sort of the, the office market at the moment, some of these sort of things happen naturally just through market processes. Uh, but construction is certainly an area which is, you know, the, the, the market doesn't work terribly freely there because there is so much government intervention uh, so the idea of directing resources where you decide this is the, uh, the, you know, the, the socially most important and desirable outcome, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing for a, a government to do.
0: Final question Alan um, like, w- <laughs> there's, there's a lot of analysis of the government and what they should and shouldn't be doing and are we building enough houses are we doing X, Y and Z, like the message coming from your report seems to be there is no easy solutions to any of this.
1: I, I, I think that is the simple truth. Um, there, there is a, a real dilemma here. Uh, and to a certain extent, I mean, the, the, the problem, we're almost victims of success. I mean, the problem here is that because the economy has done so well over the last number of years and because the population has grown, and uh, that's what, what I mean. I think my uh, former colleague, John Fitzgerald, put it once. Uh, I think it was like the, the economy was outgrowing its clothes. It's a bit like a, a child that's growing and, and the clothes don't fit anymore. That's essentially what happened. So we're, we're almost a sort of a victim uh, of success here. And uh, unfortunately, the building of things like roads and infrastructure generally does take time. Uh, it can't be just done overnight. So, yeah, there, the, there is a real challenge here. There's no doubt about it. But as I said, it, it is related to uh, fundamental success. Okay, we'll leave it there.
0: Alan Barris, ESRI Director, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast uh, this morning. Kira, uh, <laughs> there's so many messages in that, but I mean, the one I, I take the most is there are really no easy solutions. I I I love that metaphor about um, we're like a we're like a teenager that's outgrown our clothes.
2: Yeah, I, I mean. It does look like this is a, a reflection of success so that the economy is running at full tilt, that we are growing and, and that there will be constraints and there will be areas that we need to catch up in. But maybe it, what we're actually saying is is that the path isn't clear or as clear as it would be in other times when we had massive problems that needed to be solved. Clearly, we need a housing stock that, that is greater than the one we have now. And, and that may have impacts as we tinker around trying to fix that. But... There's a lot of positives in this, isn't there? I mean, we've never been in this position I- I- in the whole of my life where we we actually could look at this kind of level of strength in the economy, this yeah, kind of level no, that, of money, money to spend.
0: Absolutely. I, I suppose the other message I would take from it is anyone who tells you, you know, there are simple solutions to this, it's just yes. a matter of building more houses. It's not that straightforward. And when you listen to someone like Alan Barrett, who has no skin in any game, he's an independent economist, looking at it coldly and in a calculated way, he is saying it is not that straightforward. There are capacity straights. Like even even saying, even if you prioritise building more housing, the initial impact of that yeah. will be house price inflation. Now he said in round two, it'll come down because you have more houses, And I'm not for a second on NARS. He's is suggesting we shouldn't build even more houses. But just it goes to show it is so complex and so difficult and there are no easy solutions.
2: Doesn't it also show, though, that we're, we're tinkering with success, that, that, that despite the fact that we hear that we're, you know, in perma crisis, housing crisis, health crisis, everything is a crisis. But, but that actually uh, it's hard to know exactly what to do because things are, 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 are perhaps better than we sometimes hear. Yeah, I think that. I think
0: that is uh, a fair analysis. Uh, look, I, I have to. I, I, I said to Alan, my head was hurting uh, listening to it because it, it is really complex uh, and, and not straightforward. Let us know what you made of it and what you think should happen. Uh, 087 1400 106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman
2: in association with Air.
0: Weekday mornings at seven on News Talk.